One-of-a-kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Wanna see me do my dance in these thousand dollar pants? Don't disrespect me and my mans, baby. Whole lot chops on your ass. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I got a special show that I'm doing today. I got a great interview coming up in the second segment with one of my good friends, Shireen Kassam. I think that's exactly how you say it, but I am on location right now. I'm back in Ponce Inlet again at my buddy James's surf shop. If you want to check it out, Ocean Inlet Surf Shop. Uh, it's very, very easy to find. It's it's right off of one. But if you want to come and check, or A1A, but if you want to come check it out, the address is 55 Inlet Harbor Road, Ponce Inlet, Florida, 32127. If you'd like to give them a call, you can do that, 386-238-9937. If you'd like to check out their website, very, very easy to do, www.oceaninlet.earth. Man, I've, I... I've been around internet a long time, the World Wide Web, and I've never seen a dot .earth. I'm, I might have to get in on that dot .earth domain. But I'm going to be out here. I think my buddy James is actually going to show me some surfing lessons today. Uh, and I'm going to interview him here in just a few. Uh, he's got a big-ass ping-pong table here in the middle of his surf shop. And not a lot of people know this. I, at one point, thought, I had some type of Asian in me, as good as I was at ping pong. Uh, and I think, it, I think it, it, it has to do with genetics because my mom used to beat the ever-living piss out of everybody growing up in DeLeon Springs. Yes, we grew up, we grew up in a double-wide trailer. Uh, we had an in-ground pool. A lot of people are like, oh, you had a pool and you live in a double-wide? Oh, it had to have been an above-ground pool. No, no, no. I promise you, we had an in-ground pool. But in true redneck fashion, after the storm of the century came through and knocked off all the coverings, we, we kind of let the pool go. Then we turned it into kind of like a cement pond, like the Beverly Hillbillies. And we started pitting fish in there. We started pitting goldfish in there. Uh, one of my dad's neighbors for a Christmas present actually brought in a big alligator snapping turtle as a Christmas present and threw it right in the pool. And my, me and my dad, a couple of years later, I was like, dad, there's no way that goddamn turtle is still in that pool. We ended up getting one of his poles. We ended up tying a, uh, turkey neck to it. And when, you know, and just a couple of minutes later, we were able to pull up that alligator snapping turtle. Going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to talk to James. I want to talk to him about his surf shop and, and talk about what he's got going on. Be back in a few seconds. All right. Like I said, I am broadcasting from Ocean Inlet Surf Shop in Ponce Inlet. And I'm here with my good friend, James. 
James, tell people like, all right, so we're we're getting ready to close up and bring everything in. Is this something you have to do every single day? Yes, I basically bring out our beach cruisers and different bikes that we rent and surfboards and paddleboards so people can see us from A1A. We're a little bit tucked in behind Jerry's Tiki Bar, but if you look to the right when you're going towards the inlet, you'll see us um, as you pass by Jerry's Tiki Bar. And it's a beautiful place. We have lounge chairs out here and uh, good vibes. So, James, now tell me, you have something planned for me today. You, you've been telling me you want to teach me how to surf. Now, you got to understand, listen, I'm a great swimmer. Uh, that's not the problem. Um, I just don't want to get knocked out like on a big like wave. But I, I, can you give me like the kitty, like treat me like a grom. For sure. Uh, well, we're going to put you on a seven foot Odyssey foam board and it has rubber fins. So there's no way you could possibly get hurt. And my success rate for teaching people how to surf is 100%. So there's a guarantee that you're going to get the best wave of your life today. So a lot of a lot of people probably don't understand what I mean by uh, treat me like a grom. Could you explain what a grom is? Sure. A grom is a beginner surfer, a young kid. I think I don't know what classifies a kid as a grom, but probably under ten. Yeah. So yeah, I want to be well. I don't want to be treated like a ten year old. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is that I um I want the beginner's lesson. Yeah. You know. For sure. Yeah. I'm gonna give you a little beach lesson first, and then we're gonna paddle out together and. Hopefully avoid the bull sharks because this time of year. The- oh, come on. Don't do that to me. Boats are close this time of year. We can't actually uh, 12 to 15 foot uh, hammerhead was caught the other day in the middle of the inlet. Someone pulled it up. and Hammerheads don't eat people though, right? No, but it was spitting up redfish because it was the monster of Halloween that was eating everybody's redfish. My, literally one of my friends, Nick Davis, that was in our tournament here uh, was fighting a redfish and the shark, they saw it chasing the redfish. It took their redfish and just ran and then ripped the line. So um, the, the same night, some people fished off the beach and caught it and pulled it up, and you can see it on Instagram. Uh, I'm not sure where the post is, but. Well, we'll have to definitely check that out. So going to go out. I'm going to try to get a little bit of a surf lesson. Now, <clears throat> James, we're going to be able to put this video up. I'm going to take some of it for mine, and you're going to put some on yours. If uh, people want to check out your YouTube page, where can they go? Ocean Inlet on YouTube, and then just click on our logo, and please click subscribe because got to hit the bell button. Yes, we are looking for subscribers right now because we're trying to get paid by YouTube. As you know, starting a new business is tough, especially in the times we're going through right now. So we need everything we can. I mean, we need all the help we can get, basically. Okay, so we're not going to be able to, we're not going to be playing any of this audio on the show, uh, but it will be on YouTube. Now, for people that maybe have had an interest in surfing and maybe were scared about getting out there and, and making themselves look like an idiot. What are some of the just basic things you have to do going into it? Like, Well, I mean, basically just kind of paddle out and Mother Nature dictates what comes next. You just kind of go with the flow and try to, you know, learn how to paddle out fast so you're not getting... Okay, like, for example, okay, it, like, somebody's trying to get up, okay? So, you are you got your chest on the board, but you're trying to get up on two feet on the board. What are the basics? What are the basic things you need to know to be able to make that happen? Well, basically, as you're paddling for the wave, you're going to look back and make sure you're in the right place so it's not going to crash on your head. And then if you are in the right position, you keep paddling. And as you feel the wave's energy push you, that's your cue to go ahead and do the pop-up, which is kind of like a one-footed push-up. If you have a long board, you can do it as a push-up. But if you're on a short board, you can kind of bounce your knee up and pop straight up into that standing position. 
which I'll teach you on the beach. I've been doing a lot of burpees lately, so I might be able to get up on the Oh, for sure. That, yeah. that definitely helped. Yeah, so, all right, guys. Be back in a few minutes. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally? I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer? You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. Welcome back, guys. If it sounds like I'm in a bathroom, it is because I'm in a bathroom. And, and do not think it's because I'm laying a deuce down. No, not at all. I am putting on a wetsuit for the first time, and I got to tell you, I don't know if I'm wearing it right. And you know what else is kind of freaking me out? Is that air gets trapped in the wetsuit, and like when you move in certain positions, air rushes up your back, and it's such a weird, weird feeling sensation. So I made sure that I I peed before... I put on the wetsuit because I, I, you know, I'm sure people pee in wetsuits all the time. All right. Hey, so I got this, um, I got this wetsuit on. Hold on. I did. Hold on. I got this wetsuit on. So I got to, I got to ask, am I going to like, are they going to clown me when we get to the inlet? Like, no, not at all. I mean, is this the correct way to wear it? Like, do I wear it up higher? No, I do not, yeah, do I? No, I want to wear the zipper on the front. No. Oh, my God. People, people are going to think that. Come on. It could be a new fashion scent. Nah, I don't know. See, listen, I know that I've been working out, but goddamn, all these, like, Ponce Inlet dudes that are surfers are, like, ripped. All they do is smoke weed all day, and it's like, I, I don't even know how the hell they do it. I, I think it's genetics, in my opinion. All right, I'm going to go turn my wetsuit around. Be back in a few seconds. All right, so I got my wetsuit on the right way now, finally. Um, and I, th- I think you're really, really trying to make me look like a fool because I, I just did a dab before I'm about to surf for the first time, and I got to tell you, I am fucking, I'm high as a billy goat right now. Um... And this isn't going to be good, man. Well, I mean, it'll be good when it comes to entertainment. But it's not going to be good. It's not going to make me look cool at all. It's it's really, really not. Now, did you do the, Did you do that on purpose, though? Like, for real? Oh, you're doing great. You're okay. All right, all right. I mean, this might help me. It might make me relax. Yeah, honestly, it's really good to work out right, now, right after you. Um, now, can I... Can I ask you about surfing? Is surfing considered a spiritual experience? For sure. I mean, it's beyond meditation. They say you should sit in front of the water for 30 minutes a day. I say you should sit in the water for three hours a day minimum. Now, 
a lot of people talk about how good because my grandmother okay uh, the first time i heard that she's we we spent all day at disney the day before and she knew we were all going to be sore blisters and all that she took us to the beach just to sit in the ocean and get the salt water on our like muscles and cuts and stuff like that i mean do you believe that the salt water has it pumping right now the salt water definitely has tons of healing um okay oh see now i listen you are the professional and and i just took a dab which i haven't in like months i was just the word was not there but um basically the ocean has tons of healing capabilities for your lungs, for your cuts, for your wounds, for your skin, for your hair, for your eyes. It's just great to be out in the sun too. I mean, in the salt water, when, they, when the salt water, when the, when the bubble pops, it releases some type of gas in the air and it makes you happier. Oh, see, now, I, now, you know, but the ocean's great, but I mean, have you ever seen the tsunamis? Those tsunamis are pretty deadly. Yeah, they're scary. We have hurricanes here, but we've never left for one in Florida. That would be a hell of a... Has anybody ever... Because, I mean, you can never tell when a tsunami is going to happen, but has anybody rode a tsunami wave? I'm sure. I mean, the boats... I don't know. I mean, because when you're out in the ocean, you barely feel the wave because the waves don't get big until it gets to the coast, right? Right. What 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 creates a wave? What what are the conditions you need underground, above ground for a good wave? Um, basically, wind, weather, and time. I guess everything. Uh, good waves are created by powerful storms. But how much does the bottom? How much does the ocean floor play into it? I mean, that that's the part that you find your spot that you like the most because all breaks, you know, different breaks break differently. And depending on your style or whatever, wherever you live, you find the best break. Like right now, we're surfing Ponce Inlet, which is actually a right-hand point break most of the time. It's a southeast swell right now, five to five foot. So it should be really fun out here. Um, we're going to go right next to the rocks. Hopefully it's not too northeast. Okay, I got to ask you this, though. Okay, I watched Point Break before, okay? I don't want to get in the way of, like one of those tough guy surfers like if i take his wave like i'm a i'm an idiot being in his way do i have to worry about getting my ass beat out here no definitely not there's a bunch of nice people out here for oh, sure oh, big, big wheel bikes yeah electric bikes coming this way um so i don't have to worry about like some brody like kicking my ass uh no you just gotta have respect for everybody and wait your time oh i got respect i got respect not to get my ass kicked so yeah you just don't cut people off and you wait your turn and just have the but i'm an amateur though how do i I'm, what if i what if i accidentally cut somebody off well, it's just like going to disney you don't just jump in front of the line you kind of wait in the back of the line and you kind of observe what's going on before you even paddle up to a crowd all right so so say a good wave's coming who like okay all right so like when you're playing golf okay the guy furthest away goes first, correct? So the guy the guy closer goes second. Right. So like what what is the rules to who gets a wave and who oh man, that is some scary ass stuff, dude. That oh man. All right. All right, all right. I'm I'm going to go. You'll be able to check out all this video action on YouTube. It'll be on mine as well as his Ocean Inlet Surf Shop. Just search it. Bye. <laughs> All right, we are back at my surfing Jedi Ninja uh, trying to teach me how to surf. It didn't go too well, but we're back at his house now. So what, what, so what is the rest of the night like for you? Well, basically, I'm going to make dinner and get ready to run the surf shop early tomorrow because I have some 
things going on with uh, the new fishing department that I'm building in there. I got to tell you, you must be doing pretty well because I, I see the price of that cut of meat and it's not very big, my friend. This is actually a uh, gaff's meat. Uh, this is a gaff's steak and gaff's meat market in Port Orange is the best meat by far. Oh, I'm sure it's great. If we're, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. I mean, this is actually a filet mignon and I just pulled it out because it's small and easy to de defrost, but I usually mix it up. I have fresh fish that we catch and, you know, pork and chicken and beef. Ah, well, see, you need to start raising your chicken. Would they let you raise chickens here? No, they don't let you. All right, well, I appreciate you letting me, uh, you know, look. The great thing was there was not a lot of people out there, so I didn't have to embarrass myself. But I will say the amount of birds, because I'm a fisherman, and I know what a lot of birds mean. That means a lot of bait fish in the water. And yes, I was a little concerned. So any closing words? No, I think uh, we're going to look forward to Tuttle's second lesson. He's going to do great. We're going to get him on a larger board, and uh, it's going to be epic. We're going to make some really cool videos. All right, guys, be back in a few minutes with my interview with Shireen Kassam. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit stitchyouup.com stitch you up specializes in custom caps shirts decals and anything you want to personalize whether it's one item or large orders they can handle any size unsure about what you want let stitch you up help you with your logo design visit stitchyouup.com or contact them eric at stitchyouup.com stitch you up definitely not your grandma's embroidery all right, welcome back uh, to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I have a very, very special guest. You, uh, I got Shireen Kassam. Is it Kassam? I want to make sure that I pronounce your last name correct. Yep, you got it right. So, Shireen, I'm here. This is my buddy, James. He owns, he owns Ocean Inlet Surf Shop here in Ponce Inlet. Have you ever surfed before? No, I have not. No? I don't have the best balance. I, I don't either. I'm white. I know a lot of white people are surfers, but, you know. I didn't know uh, b balance was a stereotype of white people. Well, well we have no rhythm. We can't <laughs> we dance very well. So, so yeah, I think balance goes hand in hand with uh, coordination. Got it. Okay. Well, I don't have it. No. So, Shireen, I want to talk about what you got going on. Um, I've never met you in person. We've, we've, we've talked before. Uh, I was a big fan of what you did on real radio. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's a very, very tough environment to go into as a female, in my opinion. Okay. No, I, mean, I don't know. It, it was my first time on the radio. So I don't, I, I'm, I'm looking at you as you have all my experience. From my experience, <laughs> it is a very tough environment for a male oriented, um, radio station for a woman oh. to come in and, 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 and be funny and be talented and confident and not put up with people's stuff. You, you had a great mixture of all of that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so right now you're, you're doing a bunch of other stuff. It seems like you're really, really hustling. Um, you have now tell me about your CBD business that you're, you're working with right now. If people want to check that out. They can go to mypaincenter.com. Yep. Yeah. So I started selling CBD. Um, it's about been a year now, I think. 
Um, I just felt like they just, I just, I love CBD. I take it all the time. And I just felt like people needed a safe, reliable, trustworthy place to buy it from. Um, that's convenient. So yeah, I got into that business and it's doing really well between the pandemic and the election and just life in general. Now for people, you know, when, when they hear about CBD, they, they think, Oh, you're getting high off a pot and stuff. Explain to people what CBD is. Yeah, sure. So it is from the same plant that marijuana is from. So the part that gets you high, um, but CBD doesn't, doesn't have the THC properties in it. So it has all the benefits of weed and marijuana, but it just doesn't have the psychoactive um, ingredient of THC in it. So it'll calm you down. It'll relax you. It'll help you with your pain levels, inflammation, anxiety, sleep. Um, but you won't feel that, that high. You won't get stoned. You won't feel any sort of psychoactive feeling. So let me. True. I believe in it. CBD is amazing. Yes. Yes. Well, you should carry our products in your store. Oh, hey. As long as I don't need a special license, I'll carry them for sure. Yeah. No, if you we'll we'll talk after the show. There's there's ways to get around the licensing. Yeah, because the five hundred dollar license is kind of a little. Bit <laughs> My buddies no, grows no, no. in Oregon, and they were talking about getting uh, pre rolled in here. But you know, if you have it in the the oil. All right, we'll talk business. I want to I want to get into the interview. <laughs> This is interesting. Now, tell people about your background. What it, what is where is your heritage from? Um, and because you, if people want to check out, it's funnybrowngirl.com is your your podcast, correct? Yeah, Funny Brown Girl. Well, the yeah, the podcast is called Creative Breakthrough, um, and you can get through it from my website, funnybrowngirl.com. And by the way, I so we're trying to be rude in the beginning when you were saying being a female on the radio is hard. I honestly like. I have no idea if it's hard or not because I've never been a man, but I would love to try being a man for a day and finding out. <laughs> well, you know, you do. And, and listen, um, you have a love for chicken wings from what I've learned uh, from following your social media. And that's like, do you ever go to the bars like on a Sunday before the pandemic and like challenge these big old dudes to some <laughs> chicken wing eating contest? No, I do not. Should I start doing that? I, hey, I think we could hustle some of these dudes. Yeah, let's do it. If you if you set it up, if you're my promoter and you do all the, because I don't want to, I don't want to get into a bar fight. <laughs> oh, I listen. I'm the last person you want for a bar fight. Um, now tell people. So so back to what I was saying is where where is your heritage from? You, you uh, where your family uh, and stuff are from? My parents are from Africa, from East Africa, from Kenya. Mm -hmm. Oh, can't, no, no way. Yeah. So I just, I, I just interviewed a great guy that I became friends with from Nigeria. And there's so many interesting stories uh, in Africa. I just talking to normal everyday people. Uh, it's just so interesting. The trials and tribulations that some people have to go through like that. Oh, yeah. And Nigeria, the people in Nigeria are hustlers, man. If you think I'm a hustler, if I live, if I was, if my parents from, were from Nigeria, I'd be like hustler times 100. <laughs> Now, what does your family think of your stand-up comedy? Like, what, what were their thoughts <laughs> when you went to your mom and dad and was like, hey, I, I want to be a stand-up comedian? Oh, they hated it. They didn't speak to me for weeks. They were so angry at me. My mom, my mom, for some reason, the way, I'm not sure how I explained it to her, but however I explained it to her, she got the impression that I was stripping and so that that took and she she didn't tell me she thought I was stripping. She just kept that within her until it finally came out. that That's why she was really angry at me is because she thought I was actually doing something I wasn't doing. 
I got to tell you, there's there's an angle there. Uh, uh, a legitimate, funny, comedic stripper. Now, like every time you yeah, told I got to get my body in shape first. Like I don't have I, that's the part I didn't get. It's like, mom, I don't have a body to be a stripper. I, no, 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 no. There, there, there. Listen, I, I claim that you know women that say, "Oh, I don't have the body." There is a market for every woman. <laughs> every woman. No, well, there is. So, do you think I should do a? Uh, what's that new channel called? Uh, what's it, the where you pay people pay to watch you? Oh, OnlyFans. Yeah, you yeah, should, you would kill it. Should I do an OnlyFans where I eat chicken wings naked? <sighs> Not even full naked. I mean, if you just wanted to like. You know, just, you, you know, we could go with the the era we're living in right now, mask over, you know, do, do like a mask bikini, mask top or whatever, and then mm. just chicken wings. Really? I could just get paid on there, you think, just for eating chicken wings? Shereen, you would, you'd be like, what? Fuck CBD. I ain't, I ain't selling no CBD anymore. <laughs> I ain't doing stand up. I'm just going to be, I'm going to be partially naked eating chicken wings on OnlyFans. And I'm telling you. You would make a grand a week easily. Really? Don't get my hopes up here. I, I, I'm, I'm really thinking about this because a couple of people have suggested this to me, but I haven't even checked out OnlyFans yet. Do you know there is a chick that's just cleaning up and she just wears like G-string bikinis and a top and she sits on balloons and pops balloons and people are throwing like four or $500 a night at her. Wow. Okay. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. You got to realize there. Listen, America has got a lot of sick, twisted, freaky ass people that will pay for it. And you know what? It could be some Russian in Russia or whatever, like watching you eat chicken wings. Maybe. Yeah, I could get I could have a fan club all over the world and then I could go on tour. <laughs> oh, yes. That would be great. What if you got a residency like at one of the big casinos or something in Vegas? <laughs> and just sit there and eat chicken wings. Yeah, I mean, uh, do you know how much I'll have to work out to balance all these chicken wings. Listen, if you got a residency at Vegas, you, um, you know, a lot of people like to bag on Carrot Top all the time, but that guy had the best gig in the world. He was, I think, at the Luxor in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. He had a penthouse suite, full access to the gym, didn't have to pay for food. Uh, it's like, could you imagine? Like, you didn't even have to leave the house to go to work. You just get in the elevator. Yes, Go down, get on stage, pull props out of a uh, out of a trunk, and and get paid. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm gonna write this down on my to do list to get done tonight. I will set up my OnlyFans account. And it's going on. It's yeah, do, do do listen. I will promote the hell out of that for you. <laughs> um, now let's get back to your comedy. So, like, when did you know like you wanted to do stand up? I never did. You know that I never. I didn't even know what stand up comedy was growing up. Because um, I grew up in a very sheltered household, and obviously before Netflix existed, and so I didn't I didn't know what stand up comedy was. And I was living in Boston, Massachusetts, and there was a club I used to go to in Cambridge called the Hong Kong. And before um, the Hong Kong opens, like before it becomes a nightclub, it's actually a comedy club. And so mm -hmm. we went to a comedy show one night, and I totally didn't want to go. I was like, I'll just wait at the bar until the show's over, and then I'll I'll come upstairs when the club opens. But they were like, no, you got to come to the comedy show. So I went to this comedy show. I was in my mid-20s, maybe. Uh, and this is the first time I'm seeing stand-up comedy in my life. And I was bored, like bored silly. Like, I didn't understand what it was. I was just like, what What are they doing? Like, what, 
am I supposed to be laughing? When am I supposed to laugh? And so I, after the show, I um, went up to the owner of the club and I asked him for a refund. I wanted my $20 back because I said, I didn't find that funny. And he said, it's not that easy to make people laugh. And I said, it can't be that hard. <laughs> and here, I, I've never made anybody laugh in my life. I was never a class clown. I never thought about being the class clown. I was like very studious growing up. And I just, in that moment, decided I wanted to go learn what stand-up comedy was. And that's how it started. Yeah, but it, it's, is, it, is it something you can learn or is it just something you can do or you have that initial talent and it takes practice to get better at what you already have? I learned it. So I think you can learn it. I honestly think you can learn it, but you have to put in the time and effort. Like I spent a lot of time trying to learn comedy, like watching old DVDs and old clips and just understanding joke structure. And I think the hardest thing for people to do with comedy is you just have to be real. You just have to be genuine, like be yourself on stage. And that's where I think when people are filtering themselves, that's when you're like, they're not funny. I mean, look at, look at George Carlin. George Carlin wasn't that stereotypical set up punchline set up punchline a lot of his stuff was just straight up spoken word commentary and and it got people thinking and he was real right exactly you just have to be real like i noticed before i started doing stand-up comedy i censored myself a lot just in day-to-day conversations and now with stand-up comedy i don't censor myself and that's where half my jokes come from and and if i cross the line the perfect thing is is that if i cross the line offend someone i'm like i'm a stand-up comic like sorry (laughs) now would you, are you like such um, a student of the game? So say you had your dirtiest set planned. You're like, hey, they came to you and said, hey, we want it filthy. We want people vomiting in the front row. Um, uh, not not that because jokes are bad. They're just like, holy crap, this is so disgusting. <sighs> you know, um, and your parents are there. Would you still do that set or would you would you pull back? Because I, I'm tr- I'm trying to see how much you are committed to the joke. I think it depends how much is that club paying me at that moment, because if they're not paying me anything, I would pull back because that would, my parents would like walk out and not speak to me again. Really? <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you grow up with any siblings? I do. I have a twin sister. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Got a twin Who's sister. older, you or her? Who's what? Who's older, you or her, who came she, out? She's older by one minute. Oh, man, that, that was quick, man. You were like right on her heels. Yeah, I just needed to get out. Can you imagine sharing a space with someone for nine months? Man, that, that would have to be pretty bad. So um, now how, how has things like affected your, your comedy stuff with the pandemic going on right now? Like, are you taking this time to just be writing, 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 coming up with stuff and getting prepared? Yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. I've been uh, like, I joined TikTok. So that's kind of been a cool way to be creative. So you should follow me there, funny brown girl. And then I've just been writing just everything about the pandemic, the election, um, just being at home. Like when you're at home alone with your thoughts for so many days, there's some weird things that start to like formulate in your head. You know what I mean? And so just writing those thoughts down and trying to understand where they're coming from, like, Trying to play, I'm trying to be a shrink to myself to figure out like what's the funny part about my thought process. Oh yeah, being alone is is like I, I'm kind of trained for it to be able to entertain myself because I did. I mean, you're talking to somebody that spent like ten days in a mental institution, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
when you have nothing but time on your hands, you you think of some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, no, you do. And then you're like, whoa, where are these thoughts coming from? <laughs> Maybe I do need to see a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, who is the biggest person that you have been on the same bill with, like doing stuff? Like biggest uh, community? I would say Arsenio Hall. Oh, no kidding. That's yeah. that's how'd you how'd you how'd you get on that bill? You know, I honestly don't know. His people contacted me. They just said that they were looking for people. Arsenio was trying to get some funny brown girl. Yeah, he was. He was a really nice guy, like one of the nicest like headliners. Like sometimes when you meet your, you know, when you meet your heroes or not even your heroes, your role models, and they turn out to be total pricks and you're just like, I can't believe I wanted to meet you. Arsenio was like super nice and super chill. Like I was, I was very impressed with him. Yeah, there's, there's so many. I, I, the one that I was the most disappointed in, I always knew it was crazy, but, um, when Tracy Morgan came into real rage, that was a goddamn train wreck. Like it was crazy. He had one yeah. of his open acts. They, they were just yelling "Shucky Ducky Quack Quack" back and forth, <laughs> and I was like, "What the?" F-? And Russ was so like, just like he was not like he was so uncomfortable. Like everybody else on the show was loving it because we love uncomfortable stuff like that. But Russ was like, "Let's get him out of here as fast as we can." I was like, "Hell no! Let's just give him the whole four hours." <laughs> so you guys gave him the whole show the whole four hours no, no. He, he stuck around for two segments but it, it was you know you meet a lot of those comedians um richard lewis was another big one that that was you know those those comedians that come in <clears throat> and i've seen this happen they'd like to come in and they like to do their routine the ones that do the best are the ones that just come in have a conversation go with the flow mm-hmm. yeah like they fit right in and they, they don't make it about themselves, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. Now, how competitive is the Orlando comedy scene? And I'm not going to call out any of them, but goddamn, <laughs> some of them are horrible. You can call us out. That's fine. Um, I, I would say it's pretty competitive. I think the hard part with being a comedian in Orlando is like none of the big, none of the big producers and shows come here to look for talent. Um, and so it just becomes more competitive here because we're, st- we're all trying to get to that next place in life and that next place in our careers. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see that. I could, I could see that now being a woman, do they, do they give you a little bit of a harder time? Well, I mean, again, I've never been a man, so I don't know. Is so- there a guy's guy, like, is there a guy's group for like, you know, when, when you come up to the rest of the guy comedians, they're like, Oh, here comes Shereen. Be quiet. Be quiet. I wouldn't say that, but I do, I do feel as a female, it can be harder to be a comedian. Cause like you'll have these showcases, right. Where they'll have 10 comedians and then mm-hmm. they'll have one female on the show. And, and if you ask to be on the show, they'll be like, Oh, we already have our one female. So it's like nine oh, men and no. one female. Right? I, didn't know, I didn't know there was a one female rule. I didn't either, but I get that sometimes. Like, I'll be like, but you only have one female. Can't we have another one? Um, I've, I've also been told that females can't be funny if we don't have a half a Y chromosome. So unless we're lesbians, we're not funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, I get some I of that. Funny. I don't find Ellen funny. So, I mean, come on. I get, I get a lot of that, but you know what, whatever. Like, I mean, I still do well, so it's just, you just keep going with it. Right. You just keep pushing forward. So like right now with all the material you've written, like, how are you going to sift through it? Because you're going to, you're going to be doing a lot of test uh, uh, appearances to feel what works out. Or are you just going to be like, Fuck it, I'm going to do like an hour and a half set if they give it to me. <laughs> I would do an hour and a half set if they gave it to me, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of testing. Cause 
it's also going to be just listening to what other people are doing. Cause I, I mean, a lot of people are going to have the same material, right. About COVID and the election. So it's like, how do you differentiate your material? How do you, how do you set yourself apart and make your material stand out? See, I think what you need to do. And I mean, all the big rappers are doing it right now. They're, they're completely like, yeah, no, you should go full MAGA. Cause I think you would blow up. You'd be like, hell yeah, this is a girl calls her funny Brown girl. And she's wearing a MAGA hat. Hell yeah. So nah. much to say on that one. I, I don't I mean, I don't know who your listener base is. I don't want to say anything like, how do you know I'm not already a MAGA fan? <laughs> but no. I mean, no, 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 no. But what I'm saying, though, is like, I don't support either side. I think they're all a bunch of goddamn crooks anyway. So listen, nothing's going to change if Biden gets elected or not. So it's like, what good is it going to do for somebody like me or you really in the big grand scheme of things? Well, it's going to do a lot for me because I'm an immigrant. I'm Muslim. I'm a woman of color. There's a lot. I'm a female who might want to have an abortion someday. But come on, though. Like, all right. So I know. Okay, this is the the ones that get. Okay, and we might differ. It's like I hate when the Republicans all say, oh, they're going to come take our guns. And I'm like, dude, it's the second most important amendment that we have in our country. They're never going to take the guns away. They, I don't think they're ever going to stop women from having abortions either. It's just not going to happen. I mean, it's already started to happen, though, in some states. They've already pulled funding. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I, I, I see your point. It just needs and to it's be not even just about the abortions. I mean, I'm, it's contraceptives, too. They're, they're trying to pass laws that say like That's religious right. Yeah, but if you're working for a company, they're in contraceptive. It shouldn't be somebody else's decision whether I should be able to have contraceptives or not. That's my decision. No, I agree. Listen, I think I don't want to get it, political with you though, because this is I don't want to. I don't. The election no, is over. No, no, I'm, not, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. But what I'm saying is, I'm just cool as long as you're doing your thing and you're not affecting me. Then we're cool. Right. But the thing is, is that these things, some of these things, affect me because I am a woman of color and I'm Muslim and I'm an immigrant. So mm-hmm. like every, I see things a little bit different than you do. Unfortunately, yeah, no. I don't get to have, I don't get to be a white man living in America. Uh, I mean, I am, I'm at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to white men <laughs> in America. So, I mean, there's a lot of people way better off than me. But have you ever been pulled off a plane because of the way you look? No, I have not. Have you ever been pulled over and the cop won't tell you why, but he just says you look suspicious? Yeah. Uh, I got pulled over for a broken um, uh, license plate, right? And um, I got I got tased and 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 actually handcuffed. Just for a broken t- license plate? Yeah, because well, I well to get this though, my e pass. I have an e pass. It wasn't working correctly, and my license was suspended, and and I didn't know it for like six months, and they thought I was like trying to get uh, pull a fast one on them. So mm-hmm. yeah. And I was very combative at the time because I was doing other substances. I wasn't drinking and driving. I might have been on some pills or something at one okay. point. So yeah. you were combative. I look, I'm, I, you can see, I mean, you don't know me, but I'm not a combative person. Like I literally am driving my car and you're going to pull me over. And then, you know, just because, because of the way I look. And that's the part that gets, that's the part that, that's, that we need to change. Like there, well, I get, I get, I, I get, I get profiled all the time. Look at me. I can go nowhere near an elementary school because they automatically like, oh, let's uh, to catch a predator. Uh, that's exactly what it is. I got, I almost got tased in my own front yard and where I live in Pontinlet when I was in baggies with no shirt and sandals because I was trimming a trail across the street for the kids, <laughs> a bike trail that we were all working on together at like 12 o'clock. 
<laughs> and this one cop, he's been fired by four other departments already, uh, comes out and tries to back me into the corner and act like he wants to talk to me. I'm like, I have nothing to talk to you about. And he, uh, you know, uh, basically tried to I pull his taser out. I'm like, whoa, bro, there's kids all around here. Like, I'm I'm in sandals and baggies. Why are you pulling your taser out? And He's I'm, been hitting the vape pen, by the way. You know, so. I'm dark-skinned. I've been working hard all day. I, <laughs> I, I study. Yeah, I study. I, I use I use THC and CBD. But anyways, um, yeah. I think you should take, tell the story, though, and take your shirt off when you're doing it. <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just I'm trying just, to get experience on, like, how this OnlyFans website is going to work. <laughs> So if I if I would have taken my shorts off, I would have known I was like my butt's completely white. But it doesn't matter. I mean about color. I don't know, yeah, I'm I, just trying to. I, I need to picture you telling the story right now. Like I'm not getting the full image. <laughs> Anyways, it, it all went down and ended up having to go to jail over it. And the guy is fired from the police department now. And uh, I'm a I'm a Trump supporter. Still, you know, still am. I I think that most of that stuff is generated by. All right, we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> Hey, we were trying not to get too political. Yeah, right. No, but you know. no, I like the I like the stoner mago like angle. Like, could you imagine, dude? That would be a great gimmick. OnlyFans page, just him smoking weed, talking Trump rhetoric. He and if he took his shirt off, I'm sure he could make a lot of money. I'm sorry, but that's green. <laughs> I apologize. Um, what are, what are you apologizing all, for? <laughs> Fine. All right. So tell everybody how they can check you out again. Uh, and uh, now on your website, can people find where you're going to be appearing or can they just follow you on social to be able to keep up with that? Yeah. If you want to see where I'm performing, you would follow me on Instagram or Facebook. That's Funny Brown Girl. Um, if you want to see some funny stuff, go to TikTok, Funny Brown Girl. And then if you want to check out my podcast about creativity, that's funnybrowngirl.com. Well, Shireen, thank you so much. And when all this dies down, it'll be uh, we need to make plans to hang out and, and meet in person because we've talked a few times, but still haven't been able to meet in person. I know. We've no, I've known you for what now? Four or five years, right? Yeah, yeah. we definitely need to uh, we need to go eat some chicken wings. Yes, I'm, I'll buy two. You as many as you can eat. Let's let's film this and go for a record here. <laughs> all right, Shireen, thank you. I don't, eat, I don't eat that many. Okay. Well, we can listen. We can edit. I'll chew on some of them, and then okay. we can just put your plate down there. Like okay. we can do a couple of double takes where you're biting in. We'd be like, "That's number four, number five. Okay, okay. I mean, we set it up. Everything's fake on the internet now, anyways. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So, all right, Shireen. Uh, thank you so much. This was a great interview, and I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> For today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Cam. You want some cool ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by stitchyouup.com, pocketpairclub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to 
paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?